Okay, when we left off, you were all, it was early morning, you had come out of the tomb where you had witnessed, um, what's his name, what's his name, what's his name? Before you get too far ahead of yourself, are you doing intros or nah? Intros, oh my goodness, thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hello! Who are we? Zipping right in. <laughs> Where are we? What kind of podcast is this? <laughs> I don't know. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Respect the Die. Uh, this is a real play D&D podcast. Is that what it's called? Live play, real play? I don't know. Something like that, yeah. Uh, we are on episode episode eight of our campaign. So if you haven't heard, uh, if you haven't been listening up to this point, please go back and watch the old episodes. My name is Luke. I'm the DM for this current campaign. Um, I am joined today by the mm, sexy Sam. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to take this moment to remind listeners that we are all family here. Yeah, this is a nice family show. Hi, I'm Sam. Hi, sexy Um, Sam. uh, I'm playing Dave, the... um, very suspicious of birds, warlock, who's also a weird fish man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, also joining me is the bodacious Bryce. Oh, I've uh, used yes. bodacious before. You have indeed. Mm-hmm. Keep it, though. There's a, there's only like four B adjectives. Yeah, bubblicious Bryce. Bub- <laughs> <laughs> I'm noticing a theme. <laughs> it's a weird theme. We're playing in a very weird space tonight. I like it, but it is weird. Yeah, hello, I'm Bryce, and I am playing uh, the swashbuckling Kaspar Rekvelta, everyone's favorite skeleton friend. Thank you, Bryce. Also joining us is Jamie Jamboree. Hello, I'm Jamie Jamboree, and I am playing the part of Jessa, and she may have had a little too much to drink last night. <laughs> that, that the tomb? The- <laughs> We're like in the tomb in the middle of the night, and Driss is just downing, <laughs> downing shots. Oh, one a after too much the other. To drink. No, yeah. You do all have poison immunity, so I don't know. <laughs> does Jers, Jamie, does Jersa drink her whiskey on the rocks? <gasps> Only on the rocks, actually. Only. <laughs> it's got to be real rocks too. <laughs> I like this tone, though, that, that you're coming into the show with tonight, Jamie. You're bringing a lot of um, a lot of serial energy. Okay, thank you for that appraisal, Bryce. Uh, <laughs> finally, we have the uh, tepid Tori. Tepid? <laughs> That's not even a compliment. Tangible. Tangy tangible. Tori. That's Tangy. Tangible Tori. <laughs> yes, I am, in fact, corporeal. It's unfortunate. <laughs> Um, I play Dina Solance. She is a half-elf wild mage and is wishing she very much spent more time studying the avian animals when she was in university because they don't make any sense. Hold the phone. Are you saying that Dina has a last name? Solance. Oh. (laughs) I've said it before. Jess's last name is just Jessa. Gotta have different intonations. Uh huh. Okay. When we left off, you had spent the night in a tomb hidden invisibly and witnessed 
Selk Bryn, the evil doctor, entering the tomb, opening a portable hole, and having his strange assistant uh, help him collect bodies. When you emerged from the tomb the following morning, you noticed a blackbird watching you. You followed it to a field with a lot of blackboards. And uh, after some trial and error, uh, eventually found the the one that, um, or got the attention of the one that had been spying on you. And it turned out it could speak. Uh, I was aware that you are dead and let you know that you are dead and uh, indicated that you should follow it. So as the sunlight is cresting the hills in the valleys outside of Wittenberg, you make your way northeast out of the ci- away from the city as this blackbird makes these short flights uh allowing you to keep up with it um are you all following is there anything you want to do besides follow yes i would like to follow the blackboard (laughs) blackboard (laughs) it's a rare species of bird found in this specific region of whatever this fantasy world is called yeah so you you follow the blackboard and um you find that it has some mysterious equations written on it in chalk <laughs> but you don't know how to make any sense of them so you eventually give up and continue following the black bird oh no 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 we're, no hold on, hold on. before we move on from that hold, no, no. no i want the math problems oh my gosh, no it is a puzzle no. i want the puzzle we're gonna be confuzzled all right what what general is this blackbird taking us away from town or towards town or parallel to it Okay, so you went off towards the uptown, Upton region. Um, It winds up, and you're following this um, small tributary of the main river, heading further into the hills. So it's taking us away from town, though? Yes. Okay. After not very long, maybe about 10 minutes, the crow takes you off the road and up into the forest. And to and then um, it lands on the roof of a small cabin that seems to be a bit isolated in the woods. Maybe a huntsman's cabin or a, a you know some sort of woodsman's cabin. And there's a chimney, and the blackbird hops up onto the chimney and then plops down through it. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab uh, Dina by the arm, and I'm gonna say to her. In, in her mind. Actually, no, I don't think I said it. I just whisper it to her. This, this isn't normal, right? Birds can't normally talk, right? Not unless you're a druid? Casper's kind of a druid. Okay, I was worried that I'd missed something, and this entire time I had not been aware that birds could talk, so thank you. They shouldn't. This is very strange. And the bird just hopped into the chimney, right? Yep, it flew down the chimney like Santa mm. Claus. It's an mm. odd dinner. Like in following the bird, Casper's been getting very, very excited. Like he's 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 genuinely invested in where this bird is going, what more information this bird has to share, like what greater conversations, what great friends we might become. Uh, but as soon as we see the cabin, and as soon as we like hit this like sort of more ominous situation, like Casper's very hurried run walk slows very, very quickly, and he turns to Jersa and says, "Oh, I uh, I don't particularly like the look of this." 
And as, as much as I would love to chase after whatever whatever's going on inside, I'm not particularly interested in that. Uh, it's just weird, right? I mean, I, I am a bit confused. It told us to follow him. So we made it this far. I don't think a Kevin should be scaring us off. Especially because we are... Because we are somewhat immortal. Okay, I, I, I do want to... Okay. I'm not scared. Okay, first I'll of all... I'll go in the house. First of all, everyone, quick sidebar. I know that I came back from the dead. That does not make us immortal. That's a big misconception to be having in your minds. We're not immortal. There's a cost to coming back. Just like everything else in the world, there's a cost to coming back. So, that being said, we need to be far more wary each time we spring headlong into something. Each time we, you know, go barreling on a head, looking for a fight. I'm not saying we're not necessarily looking for a fight, but I mean, we need to be far more inquisitive than necessarily hostile, I guess. Well, why don't you turn into a squirrel and shimmy your way through the door and then you tell us, you know, what you find. <laughs> Assuming the bird can speak, it's probably already told anyone inside yeah, that there's four of us. That we're coming. I, mm. I, I think we just need to be careful. There can't be that many people in there, but in case there's other people who might come mm. later, we need to watch the windows. Mm. When we go in, make sure no one comes in after us. Hey, Luke, what's the um, what's the topography like? What's the what's the surrounding area look like? Um, I know it's like a forest and kind of a clearing where it's at, but I mean, is it? Are we like in a hilly region? Like yeah, a mountainous region? Well, like- it's very hilly. It's kind of uh, kind of like Appalachian. Okay. Okay, and the cabin is it. I mean, the the ground is sloping upward. Um, somewhat steeply, not so steep that it's difficult to walk, but you know it's sloping upward toward the cabin. Are there any water sources around? Behind you is the the stream. Is the is is the stream in the river that we that we've just crossed over? Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, Jersel, you make a great point. Yeah, uh, I guess a squirrel could be a quite manageable feat. And uh, with that, Casper uh, is going to wild shape into into a squirrel. <laughs> to the to the three of you, he is a skeletal squirrel. But to the uh, <laughs> to the unobservant eye, uh, he is a he is a, a a fleshly a fleshly being. There are there any windows on this building? Yes. Great. I'm going to uh, scurry up to one of the windows and hop up on the window seal and look inside. Okay. Um, the windows are quite like it looks like they haven't been cleaned, possibly ever. So it's difficult, and it's also dark inside. Hmm. Uh, make a perception check. For sure. That is going to be a 23. So um, inside, there's like furs. It looks like it's a huntsman's cabin. Hmm. So in the it's, it's, it's really dark and hard to make anything out. But it looks like you can see a, a moose head up on the wall. Hmm. Um, and then there's like furs here and there hanging up. And then at the back of the cabin, there, there's the fireplace that is, it's not, there's no fire. And next to it is, um, there's a chair 
and you can make out the stark shape of a human sitting in it. Hmm. Big, small. What are we? What are we talking about? Uh, ordinary size. Okay. Hmm. All right. Um. I uh. I jump down off the windowsill and I scurry back to the group and I relay this information to the rest of the party. In squirrel form. Squeak, squeaker, squeak, squeakerton. Hmm. Squeakin', squackin'. I, I, squeakin', squackin'. <laughs> uh, I, I frantically wave at Dave with my, with my paws, and then I point to my brain. Uh, what is it, Casper? I'm gonna say um, it in, in your mind. Yeah. Well, it's uh, doesn't appear to necessarily be a, be a hostile situation. One fella, huntsman type individual. He's not any of the. He's not the big man. He's uh, definitely not the doctor either. Uh, it's no one we've ever seen before. It seems to be quiet for the most part. I didn't see the raven. I'm not sure what. I'm not quite sure what we're up against in the in the current situation. I return to the rest of the group. There appears to only be one person in the cabin, as far as as far as we can tell. I suggest that we don't keep him waiting very much longer. Let's go. Fair enough. And I will stay in skeleton squirrel form for this, uh, perched up on Jairus' shoulder. Should we bring a housewarming gift or something? Uh, Dina is looking at this cabin with some trepidation. Like some sort of um, fire or a um, blanket? <laughs> Jersa just picks up like a pretty shiny rock. Yes. Looks really nice and she just gives it, hands it over to Dina. Uh, Good enough. I was halfway joking, but sure. How does that, how does that keep you warm? (laughs) (laughs) The house will not be warmed. <laughs> I don't think Dina explains anything about that oh, interaction man. just then. She just sort of laughs a little and starts walking towards the cabin. All right. I think we're at the door, Luke. You are you going to knock? Knock knock. A few moments later, the door opens, a crack, and this quite tall um but older woman is there. She has very long gray hair. Uh, you would guess she's probably about 60. Uh, and she's 5'11". And she's wearing leather and fur. And the inside of the cabin is it's very musky smelling. She has piercing gray eyes. And she has the, you see the blackbird sitting on her shoulder. Uh, and she says... Yes. Your bird brought us here. She looks at each of you one by one. Suspiciously. I hand her the rock. And then she... Casper the squirrel waves. She doesn't (laughs) seem to notice you until you do that. Cool. But she doesn't react with shock. Um, And then she opens the door wide. As if to um, allow you in. Does she take the rock from Dina? She looks at it and then doesn't take it. And Dina, Dina would say, for the, for the bird. <laughs> it's shiny. Shiny rock. 
she turns her she turns her head towards the bird and she goes, "Do you want that?" <laughs> you want that? And the bird the bird says, "Shiny." Yes. How big is it? Is it like small enough the bird could take it? Sure, it's like a quarter sized. Okay. I hand it to the bird. Uh, yeah, it flits <laughs> down to your hand, uh, and you feel its talons kind of poking your wrist, and it takes the bird and then flits back onto her shoulder. Um, I guess we step in. Is there anywhere to sit? So as soon as you walk in the cabin, you see a workbench over to the right that has, uh, looks like, like tanning. You know, there's like a fur laid on it that's, being scraped and then over on the left there's uh another table with an uh some sort of like an iron cast potbelly stove and there's like pots and pans in a mess she gestures toward a bench that's across from the chair um, and she sits down at the chair dina definitely sits on the bench yep uh casper makes a he hops off of Jerris' shoulder and, and climbs up onto the uh, the fireplace mantle and, and, and squats down to look get a get a bird's eye or a squirrel's eye view of the room. A squirrel's eye view. Um, yeah, Dave very awkwardly uh, sits sits down on the bench, scoots in a little bit too close to Dina and Jerissa. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> That's the point. The bench, the bench creaks and it's quiet. <laughs> and for it like, just, like kind eight of seconds. bends in the middle a little bit. <laughs> and Jersa and, and Dina like slide towards. Well, the he's sort of he's he's like way taller than you guys. Like Dave is super tall. He like hunches mm-hmm. and he's still really tall. So he like sits down and he's like kind of still like he's kind of towering over you still. <laughs> so why did your bird uh, bring us? here ma'am you've been very foolish trying to follow dr brin and i don't know how it is that you've returned but it's clear i can't allow it and she reaches up to her chin sticks her thumb at her chin and begins oh, no. to pull, and her face transforms into a mask, a white mask that peels away. Her hair changes from gray to bright red. Her clothes transform oh, no. from the furs and robes into uh, this silken green outfit. And I need everybody to make me... A dexterity saving throw. Oh, ah, no. squirrel stats, squirrel stats. Did we just find Asu? Did we really? There's, there's a, there's a woman with fiery red hair and a mask. We just found Asu. We literally okay, wild. I, it might be good that we we followed her right back here because she might not have reported to Silcat. Yes. Yeah. So no. We might like, seriously like we kind of just. <laughs> this might be good for us if it works, but it might be really, really bad. It's like Breath of the Wild, <laughs> sky gliding off of the plateau, running straight to Ganondorf, and there he is. This might be really bad. Um, oh, we're in trouble, man. That's a nine from me, Chief. Okay. 
Oh no. Oh yeah, oh, deck saving no. throws. Um Oh, this is not good. I rolled a two. That's a six, guys, for Dina. For listeners at home, before the recording started, Luke took extra long getting set up so that he, quote, wouldn't kill us. Let's see how that turns out. Let's see just how this goes. Um, Well, I've rolled a 17, so... (laughs) Because you're a squirrel. I'm a squirrel, so I'm in pretty good shape. I can move faster than a bag of bones. So I I want to use evasion mm-hmm. if I can, mm. but I did roll a twelve. Uh, that's good it enough. is not. Uh, I don't think evasion would qualify for this. Evasion is a deck save. I know. Hold well, on. actually, I don't know what it is. I don't know what's happening. Evasion <laughs> is like if you fail a deck save, you take half. Wait, let me look it up. Cast was specifically on the mantle, and so when this knocks you out of your wild shape, if it does, you're gonna be in a it's, weird spot. It's just gonna spot. go right through the mantle. <laughs> <laughs> we're in trouble. We were in trouble the minute we walked into this cabin. Oh, you got that one so squirrel hit point worth of cushion, Casper. Okay, oh, this is it. Oh, man. She, so, as this happens, uh, your jaws drop when you see her. Like, this reveal... Stuff? Well, yours might. <laughs> yeah, your jaw bones fall off. Uh, no! And um, she makes a very slight movement with her foot against the fur on the floor, and you hear a crack, and all four of you tumble. You just go into a free fall as the floor gives way, and you the bench that you're sitting on falls into a pit um and you all land with a thump with a crash the bench breaks beneath you um and uh who's the squirrel it's bryce is, bryce the, squirrel. is the, squirrel. the squirrel casper takes no damage because you're oh. a squirrel <laughs> let's go uh the rest of you are gonna take won't be too bad. Six damage. You fell 20 feet. Ooh. And you crash into the floor. And you are looking up on your backs, and you see her peering down at you. And she goes, they're all yours. And then disappears from you. From view. You look up, and you see leaning against the wall of the pit a tall figure in armor uh, with a spiked helmet and huge feathery red wings. And she stands up against away from the wall and pulls out a long blue whip and says, I hope you'll make this simple. And I need you guys to roll initiative. Okay, all right. Are we fighting a Valkyrie? The rolls are oh, not you... the rolls are not treating me nicely today. No, yeah. Every time you roll, Sam, I see some grimace hit your face and I'm like, this fight's gonna go so sideways. That's a total of seven. I rolled a three. Aren't you well, glad I, don't you're wa- I don't wanna Don't you have slow fall? Wanna... You have slow fall. You do have slow fall too. So you take no damage. Oh yeah. It's equal to five times my monk level. <laughs> So you, as everybody else lands on their back and you do a judo roll, 
and you're fine. So I could like fall from like a ten story building and probably be okay. You just yeah. turn like <laughs> you go like you go Kirby and Smash. <laughs> you're like those parkour guys who jump off a three story building and land and roll and keep running. You know. So she's made of rocks. You can do that like superhero three point landing and she's fine. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. Dent yeah. the floor a little bit. That's good. Please. Yeah. So am I on the ground, or am I still up on the mantelpiece? No, you fell as well. You're just a okay. squirrel, so you're very light, yeah. and you you don't have a lot of mass. You and bounced. So, so <laughs> I bounced. I love it. That's good. Okay, cool. Giant, spiked, helmet, feathery, winged creature. Got it. Okay. But, uh, I, you guys initiative. are prone. It's barely going to matter, because we're not, I mean... There's not a lot of space unless she goes before you, and then she'll get advantage. Okay, cool. I still haven't rolled. Where is my d20? I'll roll for you, Luke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, it's a one! Oh! <laughs> oh! Oh, too bad! That's just... We that's actually skip your turn. Man. Sorry! That's so rough. <laughs> that's a natural... Oh, she falls prone, too! <laughs> okay. Gerso, what's your initiative? 18. Dina. 7. Casper. 16. Dave's at 5. Oh, Dave. Oh, Dave. Gives me plenty of time, plenty of time to review what my spells do, so. (laughs) It's been too long, guys. What do I do with this backpack? So, Jarsa, uh, with your monk-like reflexes, you land and immediately jump up and see this demon in front of you and it is your turn oh it is a demon okay a devil technically and you said it is brandishing a a whip, whip. Mm-hmm. better than a valkyrie and a sword ah dang it man with its armor i'm <sighs> punching it's not gonna be great i think i'm gonna have to quarter staff this guy i'm gonna run up and uh Thwack him with my thwack her with my quarterstaff. Uh oh. Add a natural one. Okay. Who'd you hit? <laughs> Did you hit? Does that mean I lose all my other attacks? No. the The staff clangs off her armor, and you get to. You still have all your attacks. It just means you miss. I misjudged this. All right, I attack again. Now that I know its weakness. <laughs> Yes! Oh, that's much better. 18 to hit. Ah, uh, yes. That's toasty. Good. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, okay. So you second strike. The other end of the staff swings around and hits her in her exposed face. And that'll be seven damage. Okay. And then we'll go in for one more kick. Okay. I would like to try and stun her, actually. Okay. Dang it! Okay, nope, that did not work because that's only a seven to hit. <laughs> All right, another clang of your quarterstaff or of your foot. My foot. You stub your toe against her, the cold steel of her, her greaves. Casper. Okay, all right, so I got to do some stuff real quick. I am useless as a squirrel. I'm going to shake off Wild Shape back into... Back into action, Casper. What does that cost me in terms of actions, movement to wild shape back out from? Are you a moon druid? No, no, I'm a I'm a mountain druid. Oh, then it's an action. 
Ah, it's a full okay. action to drop it. Unless you're a moon druid. No, it's a bonus action. It, it mm. is? Yeah, it's a, it's bonus, a bonus action, action to, to revert. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, because I want to use my bonus action to do something else. Okay, well, I have to revert and I have to participate. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to wild shape back out. I'm going to use my bonus action. And for my main action, I'm going to raise my hands above my head. And through the hole in the floor, a beam of light comes crashing down. Uh, and illuminates the the zone in which she's standing, and I cast Moonbeam. Okay. At uh, fourth level, it's a con save. Yeah, con save at sixteen on her turn. Okay. Yes. Yeah, on her turn. Is that your turn? That is yes. That is my turn. All right. It is now her turn. So now she makes the con save. She's gonna make that concentration saving throw. She fails. What's the oh, damage? Oh, good. How badly? Uh, she got a twelve. Ooh, fun. Okay, let me find my d10s. Uh, that's going to do 21 points of damage. Okay. Nice. All right. And then, so she is going to step out of the the beam of light, and she is going to pull out her sword and attack Jersa. Ooh. I imagine a 13 misses. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, okay. All right. Feeling pretty good. She's going to make another attack with the sword. And I imagine a 19 hits. Yep. Okay. And so the sword cuts into you. You're going to take six slashing damage. Um, And you see this kind of acrid green stuff fizzing from the wound from the slash, but you don't feel any effect from it. And then she is going to hit you with the whip. Oh, three Ooh, attacks. Ooh, a natural 20. Oh, Oh, man. boy. Okay. One times one. One, one times. times one. Okay, so you're going to take uh, eight uh, bludgeoning damage from the whip itself. Okay. And then... And then... <laughs> I keep thinking, oh, okay, it's over. And then, and then. (laughs) (laughs) And then she makes a fourth attack. Because it's a crit, 24 radiant damage. (sighs) And you are restrained. Oh my gosh. Jeez. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Dina. Oh, okay, because Bryce just went, yeah, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yep. I was like, no way. There's a beam of light blasting down from the ceiling, and this girl just whipped up on our girl, Jersa. Yeah, no, I follow. Um, Dina is going to cast Mage Armor. How? What is the like feet wide of this area? It's about. It's a pretty small space. Okay. It's probably like a fifteen foot diameter. I'm just gonna try and position myself where I'm in a line of sight with. Our, our devil. Okay. And that's it. Okay. And then Dave. So Dave is lying face down in the dirt. Um, uh, I, well, I don't know if it's dirt. Maybe the wood. I don't know. Um, but he, he begins to crawl up towards his, his feet. As... There's like broken bits of wood and some like furs and underneath that is dirt. Yeah, so he's got all that stuff caked into his insides that are still exposed and all that stuff. He's got these undead bloodshot eyes. 
And he kind of gets up to his feet. Oh, my back. Uh, and he sees, uh, he, 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 uh, he looks up at the situation. He looks at Dursa and he says, a little tied up, aren't we? And he holds up his hands. And you see the little bits of wood and dirt at his feet begin to rise up. And I'm casting telekinesis. Let me double check. Okay, yeah, so I can't do it this round. So I'm going to try to telekinetically grab her. Okay. And push her into the moonbeam. So she needs to make a strength check versus my uh, charisma check. Is it? Oh. It's not a save. It's a check. It's just strength. It's not athletics. Uh, it just says a strength check. Okay. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Oh, she got a 10. I got a 23. So she is now restrained. Okay. Um, which means attacks against her have advantage and she has disadvantage on her attacks. And I'm also pushing her back into the moonbeam. Okay. Uh, she's going to be there until the end of my next turn. Okay. And Casper, Casper's like, oh, go, 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 and like catches her with the moonbeam, like guides guides the moonbeam to like catch her in it. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna press myself as far back against the wall as I can so that she can't hurt me. If right. possible. Jerisa. Uh so does that mean I'm still restrained? Yes. So she's just in pain in the moonbeam, hold like while the whip is wrapped around me. Uh, yeah, there's, like, these, well, how do, what does your telekinesis look like? It's, like, ethereal tentacles, I imagine, something like that? No, I imagine it's pure psychic stuff, so her body is just, it's it's just, just locked invisible? up. It's just invisible, yeah. Okay, so you see her, like, her body is contorted for some reason, and she's, like, struggling to move. I would say, yeah, but her whip is still wrapped around you. Hmm. So you can use your action to escape? Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Um, You have to make an acrobatics or athletics check to escape. Okay. That is a 23 to escape. Yep. So you spin around and the whip drops away from you. Anything else? I don't think I'd be able to do a third attack. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably the end of my turn. Okay. Casper? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to continue holding Moonbeam in place because she's kind of restrained there for a minute and isn't really going to have the choice to to move to that point. Um, but I am going to go ahead and also cast Ice Knife at second level. Okay. Yeah. I need this to pull up. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. In one hand, uh, Casper is holding Moonbeam in place. And with the other hand... He is summoning a, a blade of ice straight out of straight out of thin air, and he sends it flying at her. And the target is going to yeah, we're going to roll to hit. You have advantage because she's restrained. I do. Yes, she's restrained. That's great. That's a twenty-seven to hit. Yep. Lovely. Okay. That is going to be ten points of damage. Okay. Um, it seems like. So the ice knife shoots out and strikes her, catches between the blades, um, but it doesn't seem to affect her very much. Okay, good to know. Uh, I'd like to take a bonus action, actually, real quick, before we, before we continue on with this fight. And I call out to her, after having just sent an ice knife her way, Listen, my lady, 
We don't have to be doing this. Alright? We didn't pick this fight. I doubt you picked it either. So talk to us. What's going on? What is this? Where, you're down here? Are you just down here in this pit waiting for people to kill? What's the deal? <laughs> I'm genuinely curious. Airport? She responds, you are fugitives of Lord Adramold. Alright, I have a better understanding of the situation then. Carry on. <laughs> Calls out to Dina. Dina, jack her up. Okay, and then she's gonna make her con save. Uh, 16. Ooh. 17. Oh, dang. You did it. Right? Yeah. But she still take half damage. Yeah, she will. They roll damage for me. All right, we'll do. Oh, that's garbage. That's going to be uh, three points of damage. All right. Uh, Dave is over here just pulling a pro game remove. That's what he's doing. <laughs> engage, but not engage. Strike Keep from the pressure. Stuck. There's no way for her to escape telekinesis? Uh, no, it ends at the end of my next turn, unless I manage to keep her restrained on my turn. I see. Um, otherwise, she's, she can't move. She disadvantage on deck saves, and her attacks have disadvantage. All right, well, she is going to keep attacking Jersa. Uh, that's a miss. Miss. Oh, 17. Oof. Yep, that hits. Okay, so again, the sword misses twice, but the whip, somehow, she managed <laughs> to, to snap her wrist just right, and it catches you. You're going to take five bludgeoning damage and 16 radiant damage. Oh, my gosh. Jeez, we got to take care of this. All right. Uh, Dina. All righty. Um... Dina still has that clear line of sight lined up, so she is going to rub her hands together and cast Agonazar's Scorcher, which is okay. um, sort of a, a ray, a 30-foot-long jet of fire, but it's only five feet wide, so I aim it right through her. Okay. And it is a deck saving throw on her part, but she's restrained, so I believe she just auto-fails it. No, she has disadvantage. All right. Okay. Um, okay. Go ahead and roll damage. Alrighty. It is 3d8. That's four plus two is six plus 19 damage. Okay. Your beam shoots out and strikes her in the chest. Um, and her eyes glow red, and she grins. Oh, no, fire! Second form, second form! It says, thank you, I was chilly. Daggummit. Uh, so anything else, Dana? <laughs> you just Dana? made her roll damage just, just to, like... <laughs> just to, like, straight eat it? Just to oh, take it man. away from her? Dina curses in Elvish and just... Oh, I should have guessed. And that's that's all. Okay. Dave. I'm just going to keep holding her in the moonbeam. <laughs> um, so I'm going to do another action to restrain her so she can make another strength check. 20. A 20? Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 
I oh wait, no, I'm sorry, 16. 16, okay, so I need to roll an 11. No, I need to roll a 12 or better. Come on, baby, come on, sweet roll, sweet roll. Sweet that's roll. a 14 on the dice, All so right. that's a 19. So she's still restrained. Okay. Get juked. So Dave is just, Dave is just, he's, he's hugging the wall, the, the, he's in the corner, he's got his arms out, and he's just trying to squeeze them together, like he's trying to like just hold her. As her body like contorts and junk, like Casper peeks out around from behind her side and like thumbs up to Dave, like, oh, this is good, this is working. I, I he gives a pain thumbs up and then like quickly has to like readjust the telekinetic hold. <laughs> he's got like two fingers against each temple, like... He's got two tentacles against each temple. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's so funny. Is that it for you? That's my action to keep oh, her boy. restrained. So, uh, Jerissa? Jerissa has taken quite a beating. She is not looking good. Uh, so I think she's going to try to unrestrain herself again. Uh-huh. And that will be a 18. Yep. And then she's gonna she's gonna try to get to the other side of the room, like as far away from attack as possible. Okay, you are going to take a opportunity attack, although she has disadvantage still. Mm-hmm. So you might have. A it's good a gamble, shot. so I'm gonna. Yeah, sometimes you gotta take it. Uh oh, I rolled a twelve and a fifteen, so that's a twenty. <laughs> oh no. 11 damage from a sword in the back. Okay. How are you feeling right now? So I'll just I'll just go as far away as I can and then um, do patient defense as a bonus action. Yeah. Well, she's restrained and she only has a, a 10-foot reach, so you can get out of her reach. All right. Uh, Casper. All right, here we go. Still concentrating on Moonbeam. Dave and I got that on lockdown. We're we're in great shape right now. Hands raised above, focusing on the moonbeam, but he is going to he's going to shove his right foot forward, changing his stance, and thundering out from underneath him comes third level thunder wave. Okay. Uh, that'll be a constitution saving throw. It's a pretty big spell. It's fifteen feet in front of you in a cube. Fifteen feet in front of me. Mm. All right, so you can step forward in front of the rest of your allies to do it, and then you should be fine, because everybody else, I think, is pressed up against the wall, right? Yeah, let, let's go ahead and say that just by default, if I can avoid hitting my friends, I will. So, uh, and yeah, come thrusting forward with, uh, with Thunderwave. Okay, so she has to make another con save. Constitution saving throw, difficulty 16. Ooh, she rolled a 19. Ah, oh, bunk. Okay, all right. Half damage it is then, but that's okay. That well, still seven points of damage. That's good. Okay. She resists that too. No, no. <laughs> but the she's like thrown into the wall, and dirt pours down from above you, front through the hole. Um, there's like a causes a minor landslide in the hole. Um, mm -hmm. And then bits of wood and fur that fell in with you go flying up against her. Cool. And it is going to be her turn. So she's going to make another con save against the moonbeam. And that's a uh, 11. That will not do it. 
So roll the damage on that. All right, here we go. 29 points of damage. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Casper's finally participating. <laughs> All right. Smart thing about upcast again. Let's see. You're in a 15-foot space, so I guess she can't really be more than 10 feet away from anybody, right? How big is she? Well, she's in the she's middle of the room. No, well, you pressed her up against the wall, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you're in a... The room is a 15-foot circle, so she really can't be more than 10 feet from anybody. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to say uh, you guys are still in range of the whip. Yum. <laughs> she only gets one attack with that, though. Ooh, good. And she has disadvantage. She's going to attack... Um, well, it doesn't matter. She rolled a 13 against... I was I was aiming for Casper, but I imagine that... Does a 13 hit you? My AC is 13. Oh, okay. So let's see. Dang, you need some better armor. I'm, I'm garbage. <laughs> I'm a skeleton. Yeah, so you are going to take six bludgeoning damage. You're a skeleton, so I think that's cool. half. Oh, no, doubled. What? Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. No! So 12 Crap. bludgeoning damage. All right, that's, a, that's okay. Piercing that's okay. damage is half. Yeah. And then... But I can live with uh, that. 17 radiant damage. Oh and you are my. restrained, and she jerks you towards her. And you got a con save for the moonbeam as well. To, like, keep moonbeam up. Yeah, 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 yeah. 29 damage. Okay, not great. Uh, we're going to see if uh, moonbeam stays up. Please. Oh, it does. I rolled a 19. All right. That is, I think that's all she's going to do. Tina. Alrighty. Okay, so because fire did not work, Dina is going to cast Magic Missile, but at a higher spell level. So she's going to cast it as a level four. So we're going to get our original three missiles and then another three. So six missiles, one D4 plus one. Mm -hmm. So it'll be 64 plus six. I love magic missiles as well. It's like little fireworks. Mm. 32 damage. 32 damage? Okay. Uh, so she is immune to force damage. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I can I cannot explain. Casper found out she's resistant to cold. She's resistant to cold and immune to yeah, resistant fire. To cold, immune to fire. Um, oh. Anyway, uh, so your missiles pound into her, <laughs> and she is beginning to look battered. Um, yes. This um, alien-looking blood is streaming down her face, and she's got uh, her her. Her expression has turned, has begun to falter from determined to maybe a bit concerned. Not laughing anymore. <laughs> uh, Dave. <sighs> what do you think Dave's going to do? Any bets? Any bets? Gonna... Uh, <laughs> hey, you're doing good Dave work, Dave. Dave is going <laughs> to... You're doing the Lord's work, Dave. <laughs> you're doing the Lord's work. 
doing the starving god's work. <laughs> All right, she got a twelve. I think. I, okay. All right, let me roll. Um, yeah, Dave, Dave is just uh, just doing his thing. Oh, that's a nine. No! She's no longer restrained. Okay. Anything um, else? I'm just gonna be as far away from her as I can be. Okay. That's that's Dave's turn. I don't have any bonus actions. Alright, Jersa. Jersa's just kinda like laying on the ground and uh, not she's not laying on the ground, but she's like kinda hunched over by the wall, I guess. And she says, Uh I'm gonna take five. And uh <laughs> she uses wholeness of body. To regain 27 hit points. Nice! Jeez, what? It's, it's a one-use thing. Okay, yeah. I got you. Okay. That's the craziest. So your, your corpse kind of stitches itself back together. She just rubbed some dirt in it. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. She just grabs them off the wall and scrubs it off. Oh, yeah. rubs herself against the wall. <laughs> okay. That's my turn. Casper. Oh boy. Okay. Um, you know what? It worked pretty well last time, so let's uh, go ahead and do it again. We're still maintaining concentration on that moonbeam because that's doing uh, that's doing the North Mother's work, and uh, we're going to go ahead and roll another Thunder Wave attack. That'll be a concentration saving throw, please. All right. Wait. You mean const- Constitution? Yes. Oh yeah, sorry. Const- constitution saving throw. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Uh. Mm. Fail. Oh yes. Thank you, Lord. We cast that at a at third level, so that is going to do forty-eight thunder damage. That was garbage. That was better. Even better. Eighteen points of thunder damage. Cool. She is thrown up against the wall. Anything else for your turn? Uh, maintain the concentration. Gonna use a bonus action again. All right, all right, all right. Okay. We can talk about this. We can. We've done it before. So let's talk. You put down the whip. You put down the crazy swords that you used on my friend over there. And we figure out what the deal is with Adramold. Because personally... I consider him quite a bit of a, quite a bit of a bastard, and quite a bit of a miserable individual, and uh, I would consider that uh, he's not the best boss in the world. So uh, let's talk. Let's have a little, uh, a little jibber jabber. Have a little bit of a conversation of it, you know. I love the mental image of Casper blasting this woman into a <laughs> wall. While shining radiant light that's like burning her skin on her, and then saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's, let's please." That's <laughs> a great character. I'm going to, I'm going to keep on hitting you. I'm going to keep on like hitting you really, really hard until you stop. I'm literally um, burning you like an ant with a magnifying glass. But <laughs> it, will only, it will only get hotter from here. I promise you. I promise you, it will. Consider the opportunity of just having a conversation. Give me a persuasion check. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, no. Fourteen? Ah! Nah. I didn't think so. All right. Do well, minus one. What, I mean, what does she say? Yeah. Oh, I'm not a charismatic character at all. Um, she does not uh, seem swayed at all by this and doesn't, okay. doesn't say anything. She just spits. 
All right. Sounds about right. So she's going to take a con, make a con check, uh, natural 20. Okay. That'll be, that'll be uh, four points of uh, radiant damage. Okay. She leaps towards you, Casper, uh, with her sword overhead and brings it down on top of you. Eager. Mm, with a 16 to hit. Well, yeah, that'll do it. Um, you are going to take 11 damage from... No, I'm sorry. 7 damage from that. Poison is going to splatter... We're immune to poison. Uh, uh, unaffectively against your bones. Hmm. Casper's going to die. Um, the sword's going to swing again. With a 22 to hit. Jeez, yeah. Okay. And... Another seven points of damage. Mm. And then finally the whip comes around. Yeah, it's going to be like 17 points of damage. That is going to hit. Yeah, no, that's it. Uh, Ten points of bludgeoning. Crap, we need you more than we need me, too. Mm -hmm. And eight points of radiant. I mean, I'm out, obviously. Um, <sighs> yeah, that's it. Okay. So you collapse... Um, and that is all she's going to do. Dina? I would love to roll Arcana and see if I can try and if, like, she would be susceptible to necrotic damage. Because I we've figured out by process of elimination that she has resistances and immunity to some things. Yeah, go ahead and roll. Yeah, let me... I should have done that at the beginning. Now I roll well. 22. 22, but that's exactly what you needed. Um, she is resistant to cold, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical weapons. Immune to poison and fire. But that's not it. necrotic. Okay. I would like, or Dina would like, to cast Blight on the devil. It's a level four. Okay. How good. And What's the save? It is a constitution saving through. If she is to fail, it is 8d8 damage, or half on a successful save. Okay, she succeeds. Alright, so 4d8 damage. Dang. Still good. Not great. Yeah, it's gonna be up to you magic people to, to kill her. Oh my god, that's a beautiful roll. Okay. 32 damage. Dang, man. Holy cow. 32. I rolled amazing. All right. You see, like, the life force gets sucked out of her. Her eyes go, like, her bright red eyes go to, like, a dim Let's pink. Go. And her her face kind of shrivels and puckers. Um, but she's still up. Punch her, Dave. Oh, wait. Nope. Actually, no. She shrivels and puckers, yes! um, and her skin begins to um, turn to dust and just kind of drift away. And after a second, second, form. second. Oh. after a moment, her armor just collapses to the ground, and her helmet bongs across the floor. You should take her armor. <laughs> You're telling me to go. I can't move. Oh man, cool, good finish. That was tight. Okay, so I, I have to ask: the last time this happened, 
It was much less fun. Um, we can't. No, they can't do medicine checks to fix me. Um, they can. Are you not completely eliminated? We can stabilize him. Yeah, yeah, I'm unconscious, but that's what happened last time. Yeah. What happened last time is that I went unconscious, and then Jersa tried to do a medicine check on me, and you said no. Oh, I said no? Yeah. Oh. That's why I went to death saves. Okay. I need you to make a death saving throw. Okay, sounds good. Uh, with advantage. With it. Okay. All right. Okay, cool. Well, that's a 13. Good. So that's one pass. It's a 13 again. It's two passes. And that's a natural 20. Woo! All right, you. Oh, man. I don't want to go down that path again. Okay. And Casper, you come back too. There's, um, you are in the, you guys are in the bottom of a pit. On the ground in front of you is a pile of black armor. There's a long sword and a whip that have fallen to the ground. Cool. I pat um, Casper on the shoulder, on his bony shoulder. Huh? Hey, mate, you should probably take that armor. I, I, it's a, probably a good call, yeah? You I, just bat shanded into a pile of bones there? Yeah, I, I, yeah. It was about... Could have been something real bad. Don't want to do that again. Ideally not. Aye, uh, yeah, the, the, the armor, the armor. And uh, Casper stumbles his way over to the to the armor on the ground. What is the what are the stats on it? What's the um is it heavy, medium, light? What are we look what are we working with? Uh it's plate armor. It's magical. Okay. Oh, okay. Let me let's try to figure out what kind of magic is imbued on this armor. Oh Arcana. I'm gonna go ahead and roll that Arcana check. Dina is gonna look over his shoulder and also roll Arcana because she cannot resist. Yes, it's far too interesting. Here we go. That's not terrible. That's going to be a 17. Okay. I'm like diving down with my hands in and like peeling some of the plates apart and like looking and like trying to see what what the, what is the condition. Okay. Uh yeah, you don't know. It's it's clearly very powerful magic. Hmm. Uh, you can't really tell what school or anything like that unless you were to cast a tech magic on it or identify. How about a 26? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dina, I got to be honest with you. I have no idea what I'm looking at here. All right. Well, I, roll, I, I rolled really well, so. <laughs> this is... It's plus one armor. Okay. Uh, and it has a transmutation spell cast on it so that when you attune to it uh chain you know because when you attune to armor it can change shot size to fit you if it's magical oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. not only does it do that but it can also change its weight oh. okay gotcha all right so it can transform to hold on one sec it can transform between armor types it can change between the equivalent, I mean, it's just metal, but it can change between the equivalent of studded leather, half plate, or plate. Ah, perfect. Okay, then. Well, it's better than uh, what we got going on here. And he, uh, I, <laughs> Casper takes his fingers and he, like, runs them over his rib cage. And you hear a xylophone play. Um, so. 
Yes, put it on. I uh, yeah. So I I pick it up and I and I and I put it on. How long does it take to attune? One hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's an hour. Okay, cool. When you pick up the breastplate, um, you notice uh, like something drops out of it onto mm. the ground. What is this? Yeah, and, and I bend down to 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 look at it. There's a small amulet on a on a chain in the dust. Mm. Uh, uh, Dave, you might want to come take a look at this. Uh, Dina picks it up. When I um, just to clarify real quick, Luke, um, there's okay. nothing else immediately in this room, right? This is just like a pit that's been dug out. Yeah. So okay. there's like nothing, no other obvious doors or entrances. Uh, make an investigation check. Okay. Casper's like putting on and like strapping the armor to himself at, at this point. That's not great. That's only a five. Yeah. So you kind of make your way around and like bang on the walls of the pit, and it seems like they're just solid. And yeah. Okay. Hmm. All right. Um, I'll go over when Casper calls me. I'll go over to where they are, and I'll. We investigate the amulet. Look at the necklace that Dina's picked up. <laughs> Um, does it look, does it have any of the symbols on it that we recognize? No. Okay. Mm. It's not one of the things from the box. Mm. Can I make a religion check on this? Uh, yeah. Okay. And can I make an arcana check? 18. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to make a history check. Okay. 24 for Dina Arcana. It is not obvious what it does. Uh, you haven't seen it before. Uh, it seems to have some kind of necromancy. You'd, I mean, you're guessing it's necromancy. You don't know that for sure. I got a 21 on that history check. Again, you don't know. This is something of, like, demonic origin. Hmm. I can read Abyssal. Is there any writing on it? There's something written on it in Abyssal script, but it's it's not a word you recognize. And that leaves us Dave. It's maybe a name. It's hard to tell. We got the demon's dog tags. <laughs> Pretty tight. I, uh, I, I hold up my hands and I, I use telekinesis to like pick the sword and the whip up and I push them into Casper's chest <laughs> after he's like donned the armor. And I say, you seem good with weapon things. Um, all right, before I lose concentration on this, I think I better get us out of here. Uh, who wants to fly first? Well, just give me a moment, okay? And I start like strapping the weapons onto my being and onto myself and I step off to the corner. Yeah, do the the whip and the sword seem magical in any way? <laughs> I'm curious. Yeah, they're very magical. Can I study? They're buzzing over here. They're literally humming. Dina can't use them. When 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 uh, Dave pushes the whip into your chest, it burns a little oh, bit. Oh, fun! Cool! It's glowing blue. That's another 26. I rolled a 19, and it's plus 7. Um, now I'm getting my good rolls. Not during the combat, no. The sword is poisonous, and it's like a magical, never-ending poison thing, you know? Mm. And it was a broad sword or a great sword? A long sword. 
Longsword. Ooh, it just kind of seeps poison. And then the whip is somehow radiant. It glows dimly. Oh. You take radiant damage if you touch any part of it except for the the hilt. Oh, okay. Anyone good with huh. finesse weapons? And it is a finesse weapon. It is a martial weapon or a monk weapon. Woo, a monk! Ooh. Hey, uh, hey, Jersa. What's, what's the range on this thing? It's a 10-foot reach. It does oh. 1d4... Well, you have to attune to it to know all the details. That's a hell of an arcana check I just pulled. <laughs> Jersar, I don't have a particular use case for this, uh, but uh, careful. Only by the hilt. The rest of it might burn you a bit. Casper, are you good with a longsword? Casper <laughs> uh, grabs the longsword and with a proficient flourish that you have not seen ex- exhibited in anything else he's done... He brings out this longsword with the deftness and the confidence of someone who is trained in this skill and craft for many, many years and brings it right around in front of him and say, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Oh, that answers that. Only took you eight episodes to find a sword. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. That amulet would be abjuration, not necromancy. Abjuration! Since nobody has answered Dave's question, he just looks at the three of you and goes, eeny, meeny. Miney, Mo, and I'm gonna telekinetically attempt to lift Dina off the ground. <laughs> oh, this is good. I love this scene. Um, I'm gonna see. Do you want to fight back? You can fight back. No, I'm not gonna to. fight it. I'm gonna see if I can okay. balance and like look cool <laughs> and not freaking out. <laughs> like I've totally been te- been telekinetically raised off the ground before. <laughs> totally have done that. It's fine. I'm. I'm Grace. We do this in school all the time. <laughs> um, the answer is a 16 on the dice, and my dex is plus four, so I think she looks... F- she floats upwards with you hear, no concern. You hear, a, uh, you hear a choir sing from some <laughs> magical place, You raise me up so I can stand on... And it's, it's harmonizing, so we'll do that in post. Anyway... Yeah, I'm gonna lift. I'm gonna lift Dina up, up, uh, up uh, through the hole in the ceiling. Is there anything in the cabin? Okay. Am I immediately decapitated? Uh, no, the cabin's empty. <sighs> um, I search. Uh, you can make an investigation check, Dina. Yes. Oh. Go ahead, uh, Dave. Uh, yeah, so once she's up there, I'm going to lift Casper up there, and then I'm gonna lift Jerissa. Uh, I'll just run up. I'm good. Just so you know, it's not, I mean, I don't, it's not that hard to climb out. Okay. All right. But I like the image of Dave carrying us. It's nice. It's a, it's a good poetic metaphor for the rest of the game. I wasn't sure how hard, part of the reason why I did telekinesis, because I wasn't sure how hard it would be to get out of here. Through various means, we all ascend. Yeah. That's 11. Yeah. You don't find anything except some rope found some rope mm. some furs which might be valuable ish oh i'm gonna keep the rope we don't have any rope uh there's some tools like knives and crap that you could use mm. you'll need extra knives oh, oh there's a bow not it's not special in any way there's a bow Ooh, there's a bow 
Mm-hmm. Just gonna gonna hold that for a minute and just uh, put that around my put that around my chest and hold on to that as well. I'm strapped up now. Finally, eight episodes in, I'm finally I finally have what I need. Is the Raven around? No. You mean the blackboard? The blackboard is the blackboard here. <laughs> is there a blackboard in this cabin? I need to do some quick uh, math. Yeah, there is. <laughs> need to do some quick arithmetic. <laughs> uh, and it says, hold on. Oh. <laughs> On the on the blackboard uh, is you see written out capital G over mu v plus lambda small g over mu v equals kappa capital T over mu v. Okay, I'm going to. And you are you're not really sure what that means. Uh, You think it has something to do with uh, the bending of space time caused by gravity, but you're not really sure. Casper, le- Casper leans in real close and he gets real close to the blackboard okay and then it disappears and you realize you were imagining it the whole time <laughs> oh, but you st- think you might have discovered general relativity mm. whoa Casper Casper's still like gl- he's still like glaring at this blank blackboard just just complete this this is hard to do in an audio medium to describe exactly what I'm doing but um, it's hilarious if you were seeing what I was doing hey mate you alright no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Thought maybe you went back to hell again. <laughs> I've always been there. And that's my secret here, so I'm always in hell. <laughs> We've suffered a massive, massive setback. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this a setback, though? It's a massive setback. Not only does, not only will Silk know that we followed him, and know not to go to the tomb. But she has also gotten away. And we don't know what she looks like anymore. Counterpoint, we just took down one of Adramold's wardens and got all of our sweet stuff. So, I mean, that's kind of a win, right? Counterpoint, you only have one HP. Casper falls silent. What's an HP? (laughs) How do I get one? (laughs) Housewarming gives HP episodes. <laughs> <laughs> These things aren't in your notes, are they, Dave? We, yeah, we have no idea where Silk is. We have no idea where Mask is. We pretty much lucked out of the fight down the pit, and we are running out of time. We know, well, we know something. We know that Asu can disguise herself. So that's something right. to be on the lookout for. Uh, we know that they're in league with Adramold. Right. Which is a significant, again, a significant setback. Hmm. And we know it's possible that Silk is the court physician. It might be where he resides. But we also do know that Silk has, isn't done getting bodies. Yes, but he's not. He's likely going to be aware that we know he goes there, so mm. he's not going to do what he normally does. That's weird, because you remember the you remember the sheriff, uh, Savis. Yes. I threatened him, and I told him that we were working for Adramold, and that seemed to terrify him. That's a great point. I don't know. It's weird. Perhaps he's terrified of it. But this Aesu person seemed perfectly acquainted with that creature we just killed. And that creature clearly worked for Adramold. So 
At least one of them is in line. It's possible he was scared of them, but it's also possible he reached out to these people and made some sort of deal. Chicks out. Well, well, I want to contribute something. While there is a strict uh, monarchy in the House of Adramal, while there is a very... uh, very ever-present sense of foreboding dread over anyone who enters the court of Adramold. There's also a sense of a sense of chaos. There's a sense of almost disorder. I mean, where ultimate order lies, there's always disorder that runs underneath it. So, very possibly, there is a how to say it. There are agents within Adramold's realm but not necessarily under Adramold's control. Well, that's entirely possible. However, the, the, the creature did say that we were fugitives of Adramold. Right, I don't right, know why right. it would lie to us. It, it seems like it was probably working for him. And if it's mm. working for him and, and set up a, a very convenient ambush um, here in this cabin, I was just waiting on standby. Clearly they're coordinating. Uh, that's not just something that happens by happenstance. Oh, the guests have fallen into my trap door, and oh, there just so happens to be a demon there who's going to, to you know, take them away. I, I, clearly, there was some sort of planning. All right, we, we we need a plan. We need some kind of way to track down one of them and get out ahead of the other. And you need to rest. You're interrupted by the sound of a raven caw in the distance. You also hear from, uh, it's, it's far away, but you can hear the clip-clop of hoof prints on the road in the distance and the, the rumbling of wagon wheels. I think we probably ought to make ourselves scarce of here. It's possible that she'll come back and try and collect our remains. So it's best, perhaps, if we uh, exit the cabin, try to hide. Yes, it's time to ditch. All right, uh, I'm like I'm I'm ducking out. Yeah, Casper's. I'm 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 game to leave when everybody else is. You guys leave the cabin. Yeah, I say yeah. we I say we hide in the trees and wait for a while because it's possible to come back here to clean up. How far are you gonna try to get away? Are there lots of trees? Yeah, you're in the woods. Yeah, I think we should just climb trees. Yeah, okay. I think yeah, I'm I'm gonna try to to get up into the into the branches of the trees. Climb the trees along the path, like the road. Kind of just off the path, so enough to enough to see what's coming. Okay. And enough to still see the what the cabin. Is there a not climbing trees option? There's not a climbing trees option. Is there a not climbing trees option? Can you turn into a parrot again? Well, yes, but that's a very taxing spell, and I can only do it so many times. Um, I'd rather, you know, be able to make things wither away if necessary. Are there are there bushes and rocks and things like that? Is it like a yeah? Is it like a forest forest? Oh yeah. All right. Collective hiding. Um, you. I mean, you're also on a steep hill 
There's rock outcroppings. You could make your way to the other side of the ridge. Tori, do you not have to roll for wild magic every time? No, I do. I just keep forgetting. It's a... I totally forgot. Common. Yeah. I keep forgetting to make Gosh, her. Gosh, dang it. That could have been fun. I need to, like, put a reminder for myself. You guys find a rocky outcropping some distance away out of sight of the cabin. I want to be inside of the cabin. Yeah, we want to be like, we want to be able to see the cabin. Yeah. Oh, in sight of the cabin. Okay. All right, you find somewhere to hide inside of the cabin. In sight of the cabin. And are you guys going to rest? As much as as I possibly can. Yes. All right. Are you guys going to try to attune to any of the items you found? Yes. Okay. Attune, Attune and rest and regain health and... All everything that would make us better and stronger in this game. Uh, Dina's gonna try attuning to the amulet and see what it does. You're all very eager to attune to demonic artifacts. It's interesting. We're dead, Dave. And uh, <laughs> is Casper attuning to the armor and the sword? Uh, yes. I'm attuning and resting and everything. And Jerissa, are you gonna attune to the whip? Yes. Okay. Um, you guys are gonna level up. <gasps> Oh. <gasps> so you'll go to 10th level. Casper, you can go. Everybody can go back to full health. Oh, the Lord gives. The North Mother gives. The starving God taketh away. So, well, no. The only one I have to explain is the amulet. It is an amulet of proof against detection and location. <gasps> no scrying. <laughs> you are hidden from divination magic. And slightly better than the normal one, it prevents you from all divination, including true sight, um, detect undead, and so on. Well, Dina puts it on. Can she use it? Yep. Ah, sweet. So it's not like the other artifacts. Yeah, they're not legendary. As the sun crests the hills and it begins to warm up you guys are watching the cabin and you feel yourselves get lost for a moment in a trance like state you glance up at the trees and see a gigantic pair of dinner plate eyes (gasps) staring down at you You snap to attention and look again, and there's nothing there. Hey everyone, Respect the Die Season 1 is Luke Larson as our Dungeon Master, Jamie Hakama as Jurisa, Bryce Hakama as Casper, Tariah Olsen as Dina, and Sam Larson as Dave. You can follow us on Twitter at Respect the Die or on Facebook at facebook.com slash respect the die. That way you can keep up to date with us on our release schedule and on any other updates that we may put out. You can also ask us questions. We would love to interact with you. If you want to help support the podcast, the best way that you can do that is to follow it, like it, leave a review if you can, and most importantly, tell your friends about it. Retweet our tweets, share our Facebook trailers, or just use word of mouth got any cool friends who really like Dungeons and Dragons or you think might just enjoy our vibe or storytelling, uh, clue them in. Do them a favor. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time.